Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, can you hear me? This is Nipple Speaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, not like this! Spare! We will crown a new world heavyweight champion. AEW All In is coming to London Wembley Stadium. CM Punk showed up at the Raw show and. WWE and UFC will combine to form a $21 billion global live sports and entertainment company. The next evolution of WWE. Oh, look, it's the Cultaholic.com month in review for April of 2023. That's where we look back at the big stories, the movers and the shakers and the silliness in between of Cultaholic.com. The big articles that you've been reading, the big stories you've been talking about. Uh, And to do that with me, I am joined to my very far left from uh, the gentleman who took over the show while I was away last month. Thank you for doing so. Fraser Porter. It's it's okay, Tom. I I feel like you've done this uh, much more professionally than I did last (laughs) time. (laughs) It was chaotic from the get-go, which I don't think people were expecting. I enjoyed it. I, I for one, enjoyed the chaos. It was just, I thought, right, he's he's not here. I need a channel <laughs> channel the Campbell energy you know channel what you would what you would bring to the podcast but I'm excited to be back welcome back and then to my nearest left uh, the cultaholic.com tribal editor in chief big nipples Aiden Gibbons how are you Aiden <laughs> I, I can't complain I have got very hard nipples if any of watching on the Patreon <laughs> Um, I mean, it's we need to get you room. on the main channel. I he's, just he's think... not lying. <laughs> hey, um, look at them. Look, that is hey, <laughs> careful because this Patreon's a bit like OnlyFans now. Because you yeah. see Aiden's nipples at yeah. Patreon.com. So if you're on the Patreon, you can watch the video of this yeah. as well. Uh, be hearing the audio as well. Uh, how are you, Tom? I'm all right, thanks. Uh, I am. But yeah, we're meant to do that. Yeah. How are you, Tom? Right. I've done it myself. It's fine. Big Ricky Gervais energy that Big was. Big Ricky was with it. Proper Ricky Gervais energy. Uh, This is now, on the day of recording, maybe my fifth day uh, without coffee. I'm I'm cutting back on my caffeine. And, oh, I've had a horrible time. Realize how much coffee I drink. How many were you averaging a day? Probably four or five cups of coffee. Jesus, a day. four wow. or five. I'm just dr- drinking them without really thinking about it. They're just sort of like your, your go-to. Yeah. Do you like a strong coffee as well? Or you? How many sp- 
quite how many strong coffee. Yeah. How many teaspoons? Maybe how many tablespoons? Maybe two. Maybe two teaspoons of the coffee. Maybe a couple of uh, just a splash of milk as well. Maybe uh, sometimes a splash of milk. Sometimes I put a bit more milk in just to mix it up a little bit. So it's it's quite a strong caffeinated. Yeah, but that's how I've been able to like work on like four hours a day because you're just wired. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's, I'm glad you're cutting back. So I'm getting a bit of a reality check. Yeah. So I'm having to. So I'm swapping out coffee for water. Yeah, yeah. And um, you were. I, I understand that you you both had great joy at my my massive water bottle that I now own. No euphemism, right there. He right. has got a massive, massive bottle, and it's just <laughs> it caught my eye. It caught my eye. Like Aiden is hiding his nipples. Tom was hiding this bottle, massive, massive bottle behind his, his screens, and it just popped me. It just. <laughs> If you've ever seen a guinea pig or a hamster <laughs> drinking from, from the water bottle at the side of the cage, the one with the metal orb, and it's like... <laughs> and you Jeez. hear the... <laughs> that's what it was like. But it's Tom, and now you, you're holding this massive bottle, and you've got this... It, your hands look tight. <laughs> <laughs> They're small at the best of times. So it's like you, it's like you shrunk to being like a baby. <laughs> But you're a, a man-sized baby. <laughs> that's that's pretty standard description of me, and to be was, fair. It was, and it was just having this big, massive <laughs> double fist in it, just. <laughs> and it, it was it was a spectacle. Oh, and, and you're I, welcome. I said to Aiden like last night. I think yesterday, after yeah. you'd left, he'd gone. That is a massive bottle. Like, wait until you see him drink from it. <laughs> like, um, well, I was, I'm sad I didn't bring it with me today. Yes. I brought sparkling water instead. Yeah. Uh, instead of my usual cup of coffee. So I promise for the next one, next time I we're will on the bring news it together. and we can double fist it together. How's that sound? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sounds delicious. <laughs> for starters, we meet to go on, I suppose. <laughs> we do. I guess we should do some wrestling news. Just a bit. I guess so, yeah. Uh, Aiden Gibbons has compiled the top stories for April. These are the stories that you've seen uh, on the Coldaholic YouTube channel and across the wrestling news in general. And also, uh, Aiden's compiled some of the, the silliest stories of the month. Because sometimes, as we've discovered doing this, Aiden, there's stuff that, that gets the clicks on Coldaholic.com that isn't necessarily run-of-the-mill news. Yeah, so you've got the big stories, like your CM Punks, your Vince McMahons, your Triple H's, and then you've just got bollocks, basically. <laughs> like, I mean, I enjoy writing it, people enjoy reading it, but I mean, wrestling is inherently bollocks, as we've always said. Mm -hmm. And people like reading some of the bollocks, so we'll go through those at the end. We will do, but let's start with the, the first big story of April. Of course, it has to go, we have to go back to the start of the month, lads. April 1st, April 2nd, uh, two nights of WrestleMania in Hollywood. Yeah, so we're not wasting any days at all straight in on April 1st. April 1st, here we go. <laughs> not April Fool's Day. Well, no, it was April it Fool's was Day. April Fool's it was April Fool's Day. Day. The Fool was Cody Rhodes, though. Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. Wah, wah. But yeah, so um, WrestleMania emanated from SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, Florida, which is Florida, California. Greater Hollywood, as they yeah. call it. Yes, which is probably just near Hollywood, Los Angeles, those <laughs> sort of places. Um, I mean... We started off with night one on the Saturday. We started off with Austin Fury defeats John Cena. P poor John Cena looked rubbish, didn't he? But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, other big match. We won't go through every match, but other big matches on night one was Seth Rollins defeated Logan Paul with a giant prime bottle being put through the announce table, mm. which was revealed to be KSI. 
Yeah. Uh, Rey Mysterio beat his son, Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> <laughs> That's a payoff to a long story. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to beat my kids. Going back to WWE 13 days. <laughs> that. That was 10 years. What's 10 years of the making, yeah, that story. No Can't wait. WWE doesn't do long-term booking. Can't wait to beat my kids. Elsewhere. He missed a trick by not holding up a copy of 2K23 yeah. and saying, can't wait to play this and I can't wait to beat my kid. Beat my kid, yeah, because it was, it was sponsored by 2K23, the show. Missed a trick. So there we go. Beat your son. <laughs> beat That's, your the son. That's the lesson we've learned. <laughs> beat your children. <laughs> in, a, in a legally sanctioned match in WrestleMania. I don't know, it wasn't even unsanctioned. It was like, Triple H said, yes, beat your kids. Yep. Beat your kids. That's exactly what he said. Sorry, Aiden. Uh, child abuse aside, carry on. Yes. Yep. Um, one of the biggest moments of the night was Rhea Ripley defeated Charlotte Flair to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. What can only be described as a banger of a match. Mm. And in the main event, they saved the best for last. We had Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens paid off that story that's still continuing for some reason by defeating the Usos for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships for a lovely end to night one. Mm. And then we all had a, we all had a lovely sleep. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and went, wow, if night one is as good as night two, this might be the best WrestleMania ever. Yeah. And then night two happened. Um, I mean, we started off with... Brock Lesnar absolutely demolishes Omos, which is a big meaty men slap meat sort of match. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. But then we had an absolute banger triple threat for the Intercontinental Championship as Gunter defeated Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Oh, yes. Um, and then the night sort of went on, pot potted about a little bit. Hell in a Cell. I was really looking forward to Hell in a Cell when you had Edge versus Finn Balor. But the match is ultimately derailed by the fact Finn Balor gets a chair yeeted at his head and ends up with 12 staples right up the top of his skull, basically. It's impressive. They, took, they did those staples during the match. Yeah, like, I mean, you've got Hell in a Cell where you've got this demonic structure and all that, and the demon inside. Yeah. Mm. But then you had it where the camera sort of panned away while Edge pisses about, purely because they've got to put 12 staples in Finn's head. <laughs> but, the, I mean, the blood just... Like, the blood. Um, the face paint disguised most of it, but... The blood was terrible afterwards when you oh, realised. It was really looked horrific. But yeah, I think he, but they benefited from having the face paint so they didn't have to black and white their one yeah. of their key matches at WrestleMania. But they could tell they were being very cautious with how they were filming it. Like the rest of the match, I felt was it was a bit lost because they had to do longer shots and wider shots, and they were constantly mm. trying to make sure that you didn't see Bala's head or face, and in doing so. It, it just took away from some of the energy of the match. And also, we got the vibe. I don't know whether it was, it was when we watched it, when we yeah. did the live reactions, Fraser, it felt like they were sort of rushing through the match to get it done at this point. So Absolutely, yeah. It felt weird. So, that was the report you did have was that basically it was maybe like 25 minutes or something, but because Bala was just bleeding, um, they just rushed through the rest of it, did all the big spots they wanted to do, and then can chair two, one, two, three. I mean, that's one way to go about it, I guess. If they wanted to pay off the match without having having him get injured anymore, they just right. Let's get the key spots in that mm. we want. Get you out there as quick as possible. It was still a good match considering the injury. Mm. Like when you take into account, oh, he had you could like see inside his head, oh. and he finished the match and did some pretty pretty insane spots. Yeah, liked it. But then the saves. I mean, the biggest match for last, really. Um, heading into it, we're all thinking this is finally going to be the time Roman Reigns loses. Of course, he's facing Cody Rhodes, who won the Royal Rumble for the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. This is it. Here it comes. And then it doesn't. Yep. Roman Reigns pins Cody Rhodes after interfering with Solo Sokoa. And Roman Reigns, for the third WrestleMania in a row, ends the night standing tall. Gosh. It's what, it's what we want to happen, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
The 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 backlash, pun intended, from that was loud and ferocious in the in the in, in the moments after it. Uh, yeah, like everybody was very, very. Admittedly, I was quite grumpy. I actually think I got quite grumpy on the stream. You got quite grumpy <laughs> on the stream. <laughs> I was just like, "Nah, this is terrible." terrible I made the mistake terrible, of going, terrible. "Hear me out." To which I got some awful messages on Twitter when I woke up from my sleep. Yeah, of people going, "Don't you fucking dare try and justify it!" I was like, well, "You fucking chill." Yeah, but very we, angry. We had a way out. Like I watched the show in the office of like Jack King and like Luke Osborne and. Dan Heppel, Dan, like ooh, the video editors. Yeah. <laughs> well, because they do, they put what happened at together. Um, and I obviously did the live results for the website. And it was just shock when Cody was pinned. And then I just started laughing. <laughs> I was just like, this is just exactly what WWE would do. Yeah. It's like WWE can sometimes just not get out of their own way at times. No. It just felt like shock for the sake of shock and just being like, oh, right, well, the story's, story's continuing and we've not got a plan for where we want to go with this apart from get Reigns this record-breaking title reign. And it was Cody's moment. And I don't think they'll ever get all the circumstances and the story or anything like that all building to that one moment, again, as perfectly as it did. Because, he, you know, he's come back from AW. He's made himself a new man. He's won the Rumble. The crowd's actually behind him. Uh, and then they pull the rug out. Like, <sighs> no, they, they, they the have moment. the opportunity to, to run this back at Mania 40. Yeah. And and do the right. I, I, that's why I kind of went, well, look, maybe there's something to the idea that Cody needs uh, some adversity. Not that he hasn't overcome yeah. enough. But, like, he needs to kind of fight through WWE's system like mm-hmm. beat Brock Lesnar beat some of the bigger guys and then can you face Roman again and then if they do it at 40 and then and they have Roman win again that I will be with you like on the <laughs> with the with the pitchforks going no this is bullshit genuinely I will be my biggest worry is that the crowd might turn on Cody by WrestleMania next year mm. um because as much as I really enjoy everything he's done since his return and how the, the pops that he's getting he's clearly over if there's no progression in that story because he's always being kept back from Reigns and Reigns is dodging him and ducking him for a year it's like okay when when's the crowd just going to get bored of this story that didn't get a payoff that might not get a payoff because mm. uh, Reigns could still win. Finish the story. Finish the story was the was the tagline yep. all the way up to it. Finish the story, and then the press conference after Triple H goes, "Stories don't end. Yeah. Stories don't end." That's just like that, that was. It was like, "Oh yeah, stories don't end." And it was just like, "Then why did you make finish the story the tagline?" <laughs> it was like, "Thanks Vince, not thanks thanks Vince, <laughs> thanks Triple H. Well, thanks, thanks Vince. Thanks yeah. we'll both of you, fuckwads. Yeah, both of you." <laughs> And it was just... Love you, back. I mean, like, the example we've no, seen in the past of this was on a much smaller scale is New Japan, where Naito in 2018 faces Okada at Wrestle Kingdom 12. Um, like, goes for the big one. Everyone's thinking, okay, this is Naito's time. He's going to win the big one in the Tokyo Dome. He doesn't. And then two years later, in 2025, he does. Like, he wins the heavyweight and the Intercontinental titles after the double gold dash. Mm. But the pop was nowhere near as big as what it, it was. Still a nice moment, but it was nowhere near as big as what it would have been if you had won two years earlier. Mm, That's yeah. the fear. It's sort of like when Cody, if Cody wins, it will be a big moment. But it just won't sort of be that moment in time like it was going to be thirty nine. Because it felt right. It yeah. was like it felt right. This is the natural end of Roman Reigns' title reign. This is this feels like the point where everything is in in the right place for it to happen. 
and a year later, it might not feel as right. I kind of feel like we felt a bit like that going into Clash at the Castle. It did feel like that. It as felt well. like that again, where it's like this, everything feels right here, and then it. But wasn't. That, I yeah. feel like that was more circumstantial of like. Drew it's in the UK. It's mm. in the UK. Drew's. They've got to get a big pop, whereas Cody, he's got nothing to do with California. Yeah, he's a Georgia boy, you know, um, <laughs> with the, the farmer strength, um, and I'm, I just missed opportunity. Yeah, it, it's a weird thing as well because I mean they could have put it on Drew and they could have put it really on Sammy, in um, Elimination Chamber. That would have been a huge moment. And sort of, I think we're all sort of thinking, going, they're just not putting it on these guys because Cody's going to win the big one at Mania and it'll be mm. okay. And then Cody didn't win the big one over it, like. Right. Mm. The worry is also that there's fatigue on the bloodline. As you said earlier, when you mentioned the Usos thing, they're still feuding some for some reason. Yeah. Like, Sami Zayn goes, I hate you, to James at WrestleMania. And I was like, you know, Jay, you just misunderstood, pal. Well, mm. I'll give you a big hug. And you're a bit like, yeah, this doesn't need to continue. And I've seen it downgraded. Folk have been complaining in the comments of it and being like, oh, Ross ended the exact same way with the bloodline beating up Sammy or yeah. Kevin or Riddle. Oh, and they make a save. And SmackDown ends the same way and they're getting fatigued at the bloodline a little. And I'm worried that will either lead to Cody and Roman getting fatigued and people just not really caring enough. But I'm happy to let it play out. Just a bit worried. Yeah, like that was perfect. Like the way I was thinking as well, like when Lesnar beat Reigns at WrestleMania 34, like, at this point, Lesnar's already had a one-year reign. Obviously, this is much longer, but in reigns, title wins being much better. But Lesnar's reign after that was just sort of like, when the fuck's he going to lose the title, <laughs> yeah. basically? Regardless of the, the, the matches, the wins and the losses, WrestleMania was uh, a commercial success. They made $20 million on WrestleMania before even the first bell had rung, uh, uh, which meant which led to a lot of matches being sponsored more so than ever. Yeah, I mean, I, I described it as an orgy of capitalism, <laughs> which is, <laughs> I mean, like this is just my cynical side in, in the sense that I don't really like sort of like overt stuff like this. But I mean, we had like. Ray Mysterio beating his son was sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> um, well, that's a breakfast cereal that Don would refuse to eat as a child, yeah. so he's beating some Cinnamon Toast Crunch scents into him. Um, of course, we had the big bottle of Prime, uh, which was KSI. I think that was the only one that was well done. Yeah, like that, that was well done. Where it actually it's gets his company. From the announce table yeah, it's his, his company. company. Um, I mean, we also had... Some alcoholic lemonade sponsored the Intercontinental title thing. Yeah, hard just, lemonade. I, I was like, nothing screams hard lemonade like Gunter's Chops. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It should have been pork chops that sponsored it. It should have been. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sponsored by Bernard Manning. <laughs> Not Bernard Manning, Bernard Matthews. Yeah. Or Bernard Manning. <laughs> yeah, my mother in law put her in that match. Uh, sponsored by Bernard Matthews. Well, no, I just missed a pork. He's pork scratching. Uh, pork scratching. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there's money on the table here, <laughs> Trips. <laughs> right, <you know>? yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but you also had the Pope's Exorcist sponsored the Hell in a Cell match. Then you had Russell Crowe tweeting Edge and Finn Balor afterwards going, great match, kids. You're like, you haven't <laughs> watched that, Russell Crowe. I was contractually okay. obligated to watch this I match. <laughs> I like the, the Snickers on the first night because Kevin Owens just sat in the press I conference just sat eating them. about five <laughs> of them. Brilliant. My kind <laughs> of guy. He looked really guilty every single time he opened it. He's like, is that this folk watching me? And he's like, it's like you, your bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you brought out a big Snickers. <gasps> I started, started gnawing on that it. like a little salt lick. 
That'd have been amazing. <laughs> uh, great stories uh, were told throughout WrestleMania. Great stories were told uh, throughout WrestleMania weekend. I'm sure he won't mind me mentioning that during WrestleMania weekend, our very own Coltholic.com tribal editor-in-chief, Aiden Gibbons, got engaged. <laughs> so congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. One's up for the tribal editor-in-chief. One's up. One's up for wedding planners. Yeah. High five if you're planning a wedding. Hey, it's shit. <laughs> it's shit and expensive. Yes. Well, I thought I'd give you a nod. I thought yes. that was a lovely little happy story from your real life. Yes. You get smacked after this. Yeah. <laughs> Thank it's... you for that. I'll just drill you outside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. I believe that's... Take him out for dinner. <laughs> is, is that what you said after the proposal? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> But no, yes, so I, I got engaged to my, to my, on our 10-year anniversary. That's, that's lovely. Awesome. Yeah. It was a quite, I, I, I did find it funny when you told us, and it's your 10-year anniversary, you got engaged that morning, you went for a nap afterwards, <laughs> and you came to work to watch WrestleMania yeah. with the lads. What a pro, ladies and gentlemen, what a pro. What are you doing to celebrate your anniversary? Getting a dominoes with the boys at work. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden Givens is the guy that we all wish to be. Yeah. So, uh, moving on from WrestleMania, uh, a story that is that, that at, the other, at the other end of the month we'll quickly dip into, uh, which is as Roman Reigns continues to hold two belts, Trips has a solution, doesn't he, Aiden? Yes, it's a third belt. Yay! <laughs> I mean, like we we heard rumblings back in March that. WWE had created a new world, like new world championship. I think we all sort of assumed what would happen is Cody would win at WrestleMania, and because his whole story is about winning the WWE championship, the title that Dusty Rhodes never held. He's his dad, you know. But I heard that yeah, um, and the idea would be to sort of like either retire the Universal title or basically just give it like a World Heavyweight Title esque belt. Mm -hmm. And apparently, that even would have been the plan at Mania would have been. But probably that wasn't what was going to happen. The plan actually for WrestleMania, if The Rock had agreed to face Roman Reigns, would have seen either Cody, Drew McIntyre, or Seth Rollins sort of have a singles match, what like two of those three, mm. um, for this new World Heavyweight title, which basically Triple H announced on the April 24th episode of Raw is we're going to get a new third title, and it's the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And basically, it's the big gold belt with a huge WWE logo slapped in the middle of it. Yep. I mean, I, I don't, I don't quite know what I think of it yet. I like it. I, I don't like, like it. it. I think it's it's the perfect blend of the, the the brand recognition that they need to get over with everything now, and the classic title look. Because and I, people have been complaining that oh they've got to chuck the logo on it. AEW's logo's on their belt. New Japan's got IWGP all over it. Stardom's literally just Stardom as the name. Uh, Impact's got their logo. Why on wouldn't it. you have the company logo on your belt? Exactly. So having it on there makes Being sense. Weird. Big gold belt as much as it's gorgeous. If someone's looking at it, that could be the NWA big gold belt. That could be the mm. WCW big gold belt. That could be WWE's big gold belt. This makes it clear that it's WWE's. I think it looks really, really nice. There's just question on what's the lineage. Yeah, so, I mean, what we also know is that the new champion's going to be crowned at Night of Champions on the 26th of May. Uh, we don't know who's going to be the new champion, but sort of, I mean, the heavy speculation is that Seth Rollins seems like an obvious pick. Maybe mm. Bobby Lashley, somebody like that. But the lineage, we, we don't know about, like, is it connected to the old big gold belt of the World Heavyweight Championship? But the WWE Championship's lineage is also murky now because I guess they're not going to split the WWE, Universal, WWE and Universal titles and they're sort mm. of just going to leave those together. So is that belt still continuing? Mm. Is that really clarified? they'll merge... They'll merge those belts into one. Keep Reigns' 1,000-day reign when it hits at Night of Champions, 
but merge them as one belt, but keep the lineage of the WWE Championship, but have Reigns' 1,000 days still count. So like the WWE Championship becomes the WWE Universal Championship? No, to keep to keep the WWE Championship. Oh, okay. Name, for me personally, is more prestigious than Universal, but have them one belt, but mm. maybe he'll carry both because it's a better image, isn't it? I just think, yeah, I, I, that's and that's the the thing. There's a lot of aesthetic issues that that I have away from like the belt. I think the belt itself, the new belt, looks nice. It could be bigger. I think yeah, I, I want to wait and see when someone's having it over their yeah, shoulders. Yeah, like we need to see what it looks like on a person, really. Just because the WWE Universal and WWE belt is so big, big. yeah, like. In comparison, it's smaller. It looks as if compar- it's comparatively smaller, which makes it even feel or, you less, know, prestigious. Like, less prestigious. I'm not saying make like a, a humongous belt that no one can carry around with them. Who would do that? I know, right? What a stupid <laughs> idea. But at least make it comparable in size yeah. if you're going to do it. And obviously the world, the big gold, which is based on, was a big chunky belt. So yeah, a classic one for sure. Have it, was, it about yeah. that size, but keep that new logo. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... I, I'm excited to see what they do with it because I think... Reigns will likely be on SmackDown, I think, with mm. the IC title. And then that means there's a big vacuum on one end of the show with Raw if they didn't have a world championship. You need a world championship. The US title is not prestigious enough or in a place that it could be the top title on Raw. Mm, yeah, I, I, I did a video this past week uh, that probably is aged like milk because it was a very much, there's my initial reaction to what's happened. Here's why I think it's a bad idea. And and there's a lot of things that have come to fore that suggest that, that it's not a bad idea. The one thing that hasn't changed is, okay, maybe, yeah, Roman's, Roman's going to be SmackDown exclusive. As a holder of both belts, he should be on both shows. In my opinion, but those two belts will be on one show. If they'll end up, but yeah, but uh, yeah, if they end up merging them, then that's fine. Yeah. But if they keep them as they are, then they should be. He should be on both shows. But then, because then, it, by now, you probably know the answer to this. Like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are are undisputed tag team champions yeah. on Raw and SmackDown. So I presume those. Those belts will have to stay on one show, and they'll have to make new titles on another. Yeah. If they're doing yeah. what they're doing with the world title, yes, they could just bring back the world tag team titles like they had in the initial brand split. Have we not heard reports ages and ages ago that it was tag titles made? Well, maybe that's what I'm this sure is. That's, I'm sure we heard something about that, and I mm. think that this would be the perfect time to bring in world tag titles. Probably looks a bit like the main one. Mm. You know, if you keep the, they'll probably redesign the women's as well, so that it's not just. The, the, the Raw show has the same looking belts and SmackDown has the same looking belts. You may know. know the answer to that by the time this has gone out, but m- my big thing that, that hasn't gone away is that this belt really feels like a consolation prize yeah. for anyone that holds it. Like, literally, Ro- and I know they said, I know in Triple H's speech at the start, yeah. he said, oh, Roman's going to be exclusively to one brand, but he also went on to say that Roman's had a thousand days to the champ and he rarely defends the belt and no one's beaten him, so here's this. Da-da-da-da! Like, you can play with this toy instead. It's like the weird thing. Like, like, like the weird thing is basically that essentially no one can beat Roman Reigns. So would you you create a new belt? There's only two people that have come close to beating him, and they're the only options in my mind. Seth Rollins, who beat him by DQ, and Xavier Woods, Yes. Also beat him, beat oh, him by DQ. Yes, he did. Ah, he did. So those are the only two people that have a claim to this belt in a sense of, well, everyone else lost to Reigns, but I didn't. Mm. That's the only way that, I th- and I think Seth is the right option in that sense because he then will add legitimacy of being like, well, I didn't lose. He couldn't beat me. Yeah. 
And Seth would be a great choice because Seth would be somebody that can every week go out and defend it. Yeah. And it can be what they want a WWE world title to be, which mm-hmm. is the, the belt that's defended week after week after week by a grafter. Yeah. And Seth is perfect for that. My big fear would be they'd think of putting it on Cody. And that's I'm, completely the wrong thing to do. I mean, his dad never held that belt either. <laughs> <laughs> it's a completely different belt. My dad said he always wanted to win a world title in Saudi Arabia. I'm going to do it for you, Dad. Nah, I think they'll put, they'll put Cody on the same brand as Reigns, right? Yeah. And be like, Reigns Stick will be like, you're not getting a shot at this title. You lost. Yeah. Finish it. the goddamn story properly. We don't want a Game of Thrones style ending. Uh, to the back. I, I do hope. I mean, when obviously again to go back to the video that, that we did the other week, uh, the vibe was that it was a brand new belt, and since then it's come to light that it may have the lineage of the World Heavyweight Championship. Yes, yeah, so that would be a new old belt. It's a new yeah, old belt. Same old, brand new year. 2013 when it was retired when Randy Orton oh lost. God, yeah, TLC. TLC. Yeah, which I wouldn't be against. At least there's some lineage there that you can call upon. Yeah. So he's winning the Cody wins the belt that his dad did hold. <laughs> But not the same one, technically, just the same look. This one is definitely not twen- they're 10 pounds. Yeah. Definitely much heavier. Six, six pounds of gold. <laughs> uh, moving onwards, one person who I, I think, had the world been slightly different, would have been a shoe-in for this new world heavyweight champion. But uh, his, uh, his status right now has question marks over the top of it. We're talking Drew McIntyre. Yeah, so Drew McIntyre is an action at Mania. Um, takes the pin in the... I see triple threat with Gunter and Sheamus. And then he's he was basically pulled from SmackDown. He, he posted a wee of emoji after WrestleMania, I believe. Um, essentially, Drew's been injured. He's, he's been bad for years, if anything, really. He's had like, lots the of time off ill as well, it seems like. Yeah. It seems, there's been reports on and off that he's he's been ill and missing shows. But just sort of after that began, what we did find out was that Drew McIntyre's WWE contract actually expires this year. Um, and at the minute, both sides are really far apart on money. And apparently McIntyre was unhappy about whatever the company's creative plans are for him. Um, apparently McIntyre hasn't made a final decision yet. And of course, his contract isn't actually up until the end of the year. So there's plenty of time for the situation to be sorted. But right now, McIntyre's on his way out. He should be delighted at the creative plans of reuniting 3MB with Jinder and Shanky. That is really <laughs> what Drew needs to be doing. Shanky's no Heath. Yeah, doing the whole the dancing Shanky's, you know? <laughs> That's what we want. That's dancing what we Shankies. want to happen. Yeah. I, think, I think I saw them on the pyramid stage at Glastonbury. Yeah, great band, <laughs> the great band. Dancing Shanky's. <laughs> what it would be is what it would be for. I mean, they'll just bring in Rhino as well. They'll be like, yeah, fuck yeah. Dancing Shanky sounds like a euphemism as well. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh he's, he's upstairs. Oh, well, he's having a dancing Shanky. <laughs> <laughs> Be that as it may, dancing shankies aside, um, it's, this is a tough one. For, this is a tough one because Drew McIntyre, without a doubt, was the the face that ran the place during the pandemic. Yeah, like he was the guy that put the company on his shoulders during the roughest of times. He had two WWE title reigns, and both were in not the most ideal of circumstances in an empty. Uh, very sad, very overly cleaned performance center yeah. for for the weirdest WrestleMania we'll ever see in our lifetimes. And then again, in a slightly better environment, uh, in the Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Oh, yes. uh, beating Randy Orton. Like Hell in a Cell or something, wasn't it? It was, it, it, it was the Raw like two weeks later because uh, he lost it in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, there you go. Randy Orton with his weird two-week title reign. Mm. It's a shame that Drew's had, had that experience. And then I thought he was going to win it back at WrestleMania 37 from Bobby Lashley, but... Evidently not. Lashley had Stories it don't there. end. Stories yeah. never end. No. It did feel like an obvious one. That, very much like the Cody one where he we went, well, Drew never got his, his big his win. Big 
at, at a WrestleMania. And he still hasn't, has he? Still hasn't. He, he still beat hasn't. Baron Corbin. He kicked out the end of days. Yeah, That's but, a big win. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he needs. Have a look at what you could have won. Yeah. And, and then and then later in the year, WWE had back of the UK, they're like, Roman. Mm. Keep it on top. Yeah. Drew gets the big pop, the bring back shattered. It's not yeah, shattered he, dreams, broken dreams. He's like. British when he wins, he's Scottish when he loses. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it seems like it, you know. Clash the castle, that's what everyone was saying. Every time I've had the the pleasure of chatting to Drew McIntyre for, for WWE for Coltaholic, it's he's a joy. Like he is the ultimate like company guy. Mm-hmm. If you're running a wrestling company, you want a guy like Drew McIntyre on your books. He's a phenomenal wrestler. He's an excellent performer. He's a great speaker. And he will he will carry the brand and he will do whatever needs to be done and do it really well. Yeah. He appeared in loads of adverts for stuff and he's just great fun in all of them. Like he's the apps absolutely the 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 model company guy in every sense. So I'm I'm sad that we're at this point where he's done it all and he's pushed for so and he's pushed so hard and he's given so much and we're at a point where he's gone I'm actually worth more and it seems as if it seems as if they've gone well this is what we think you're worth and then he's gone nah yeah, that's what it seems. It appears like. on paper like that. I think. I think we'll we'll hopefully find out more as the year progresses. Hopefully, when he recovers from whatever injuries he's, he's suffering from as well, maybe they'll go. Okay, let's. We've got a new world title. You and Seth are going to be the the sort of. They could be the stars the of Raw. Stars of Raw, and it would make sense to have Drew in there. I'd like to see him as a heel, though. Yeah, I, I feel like he's been good as a babyface, but it's been. I think it's been. It's been three, three years, years, really, since mm. he's been a heel. I think now is a good time to go back to that. Yeah, or just a bit more of an edge to his character because he did have an edge. His first face turn was very much like, I'm still Drew, I'm still a heel, but people like me now. And now then it descended into the whole sword. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, just, just as... make him a wanker again, basically. But make him likable. Yeah, a likable wanker. Yeah, make him a dancing shanky. Yeah. <laughs> like, get rid of that sword. Dancing shanker? Just, just, just make him this lovely tan man that beats the shit out of people. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dancing shanker. We come back to the night after WrestleMania. Drew McIntyre has waved goodbye on Twitter. Uh, there was a lot of hellos uh, around WrestleMania weekend because if WrestleMania weekend wasn't busy enough, uh, rumors started circulating uh, on the just a few hours, it was literally like. Three hours before the, the main show started yeah. night two. About three hours before night two that something big was bubbling uh, in the world of WWE. And we got it the following morning, didn't we, Aiden? Yeah, so we'll go behind the curtain a little yeah, bit. Yeah, please I mean, do. I mean, like WrestleMania weekend is knackering for yep. Americans. But then you combine it with us and we're five hours in front of America. We're so tired watching <laughs> wrestling for a job. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon link below. <laughs> but like in the sense that we're going to bed. My dad was an electrical wholesaler for 70 <laughs> years. Shyster that. Yeah. Shyster. <laughs> but like... Half arson is working. He half-hearted it. He <laughs> should be watching wrestling. My dad always told me, uh, he told me, and, he, and we laughed about this when we was up the other week. We'll get into the story, I promise. My dad always said, um, Tom, you've got to look at other things because you won't make a living talking about yourself and wrestling. <laughs> and he went, you can't believe you've fucking done it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn right. I got the same from my mum. I was just like, how the fuck is that your job? <laughs> It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we were so tired and sleepy from watching all the wrestling and working so hard. So we're literally fucked because we worked so hard. Like I think I went to bed. You're planning a wedding at the same time. Yeah. Like I went to bed at half seven in the morning on Sunday. Sort of. You went to bed on the Sunday. 
That, that is true. At least yeah. you went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tell tell about a story after about oh. what time we got away from here and what time we were back in. So, so, oh, so, we'll, so, we'll, do that, so yeah. we'll go through it. But, but basically, like, so I, I went to the shower about 11 for, okay, good, 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 good time for a shower. Get out of the shower. There's me dripping wet. Picture that, everybody. <laughs> as naked as the day was born. L- literally, like, nipples harder than they are now. <laughs> like, I look at my phone press release. Uh, <laughs> do, do Catch we... your full reflection in the black mirror of your. <laughs> and it was what Dancing was it? Dancing Shanky just. <laughs> 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 oh, WWE's been. Uh... <laughs> That's right. Aiden found out midwank. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. What do you think that is? That what you think it means? Is that not what we want? Oh, oh. oh, I've made a terrible error. <laughs> My dad listens to Go this on. podcast. And he did. <laughs> well, I, he should I, know Jimmy. what you're up to. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so there, so there I am, dripping wet after a shower. <laughs> My dad listens to this. So there I am, dripping wet. Well, look, no, he knows what the story already. He knows you told shower. Him. And, <laughs> And then it was, look at my phone, and press release, WWE agrees sale with Endeavor to merge with USC by the end of the year. And it was like, right then. <laughs> um, so literally, like, wh- whip off the towel, because just getting oh, it away. Ludwig Kaiser catches it somehow. <laughs> Walks through the living room, sits down at the desk. <laughs> Hi, Mum. Ah, I, I don't know. This is Goggins, and number 12 walks past the window. Good heavens! Oh, good heavens! Sitting down, just typing. Oh. It's a bit damp, this seat. Just a bit, yeah. So you're, you're you're there. Come on, so there you are. So, right. so right. Naked as the day you were dripping wet, soaking puddles so, around you. So, so I'm on the bed. I've dried my hands because, as you can see, I've got, I've got hairy hands. You're quite, so, yeah, so you're quite a suit of wolf. Yes. Yeah, so like drying them wolf off and Eden's clothing. Get the laptop on, and then I, like I message Jack Atkins, our esteemed news writer and presenter, mm. uh, whatever the fuck else he does. Um, <laughs> But like, it's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we're hardest half answering show. Hardest hard answering show. So I message him basically going, "I'll do this." Just bomb it out, and then so we we'll get that out by about oh twenty past eleven. I've literally written at the speed of light, Whapped out. made a supersonic man out of me, nice. and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> fuck me, um, <laughs> and then just did all that, and then it, it was it was done. But I mean, on the other side of stuff. Like Pachiti, Adam Pachiti, he he's unconscious in bed, having been awake forever. <laughs> and I mean, sucking butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> but but on the YouTube side, I Soggy believe boys. You, I believe on the YouTube side, you both saved it. So well, yeah, so yeah, you, we um we'd watched Mania the night before, hadn't we? We went yeah, we went so we we Mania finished at five thirty ish. Yes, we then got working on the news. Um, so we're pre- prepping the news. We're we're filming it. I was on the news edit. So then. Once you'd gone, I was in cutting news, getting it uploaded. I think I got away from here about quarter past seven, half seven in the morning. Mm. Um, I'd been in since, what time did we arrive? It must have been about nine o'clock the previous night. Yeah, about about half nine. I got away about half seven, got home, eight, fell asleep, nine. Phones going bing, bing, bing. About half 11, quarter past 11-ish, I want to say. Ah, shit. WWE's been sold. Right. Um, ah, it's fine. Someone else will get it. <laughs> no one was awake but us, so we're... Right, let's run in. 
Yeah. I think I, I, everyone else that was in the office went, what the fuck are you doing here? Because I've, like, I've only been away two hours. Because <laughs> it was strange as well in the sense that in America, I think 11, like quarter past 11 is about, what, like quarter past six in the morning? It's very, yeah. it's pre-market. So, yeah, so like I was thinking that if they're going to do an announcement, it would be from 12 onwards. So that's hence why I was naked. Because we're, <laughs> we're, like, we're not expecting it. And it's just like, Shit! Not nothing ever breaks at quarter past eleven in the morning. Well, I was, I was, it was. A, I was I, also naked, just I, at work. Uh, <laughs> I was fully clothed. Sorry to disappoint. Naked from the waist down. Because Alex was working. Rare day that Alex was working from home. Just rare day. Alex was working. Rare day. Oh, I <laughs> put a shift in for once. Um, rare day that Alex was working it's from home. Not Jack home. Atkins. <laughs> yeah, she's no Jack Atkins. And um, and and I think it must have been about lunch, half eleven or lunchtime, because I'd said, "Hey, here's the joy of working from home." nip over and have a little afternoon taverna, a little lunch break. So we thought, I said, you know what? It's been a wild time. Lots going on in Alex's job. Lots going on in mine. Let's have a liquid lunch. Ooh. So we went and we, well, we went to this pub around the corner. We, we had a pint. We sat in the sunshine. And literally, as I was talking to her and saying, I'm keeping one eye on this today because we reckon that any minute now, WWE is going to sell. And as I was saying it, like a minute later, it started going ding, ding. And I was like, well, I've got to go. I'm actually... <laughs> and, and, and bless Alex, she gets it. So she's like, all right, I said, I'm going to head back and I'll... It's like that see bit in Spider-Man where Peter Parker's got to be like, sorry, MJ, I've got to leave. And then puts the mask on. She's like, go get him, Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're running off dressed as Spider-Man. Don't keep it through Newcastle. <laughs> it was, it's it's like, like, there's no, nothing attached to it. He's just going... <laughs> 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 it was <laughs> just running along. We're right. right. rock hands. Mask on. Everything else dripping <laughs> wet, naked. Dripping wet, as we all were that day. <laughs> so we head to we head to the evening chronicle. Just dripping Big wet, Spider Man. Massive bottle, massive bottle of water that I'm necking on with. <laughs> Except Alex didn't say go get him, Tiger. It was her other battle cry of can you pick up dishwasher tablets on your way home. Yeah. I'm most surprised is that you were actually awake already. Yeah, and you were out. Bit of a couple of I hours. I was in bed, being like, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> well I, I, yeah, I've legendarily, <laughs> I had two mole. hours sleep. <laughs> the best part was well, like the, the day before the Saturday, so we'd had the Saturday one, and we didn't leave until like like I was back, I was planning to leave about five ish. Alex and I before <coughs> WrestleMania, we went to go and see uh, Darren Hayes at oh, the O2. Yeah. You, you, were, you were doing the live stream and just rocked up yeah, halfway through. Because he, he, he stayed on. I'm watching the clock tick at like ten thirty on Friday night on Saturday night, and I'm like, I've got to go. And he was, let's do one more song. No fucking Darren, it's been a lovely night, but let's Back not on. do one more song. <laughs> Call it a night, Darren. You don't pee. We don't like your music. Bored now. <laughs> Uh, so I legged it here, went to, I had that concert and went to here, and then I was on air at BBC Radio Newcastle for the Sunday doing 10 till 2. Why? And I said to Alex, I said, because in my head I was going, I'll get away about half four, have a couple of hours, off we go. But I ended up not leaving here, because a bit of news broke quite late, about half seven. And I said to text Alex and said, I'm not going to bother coming home, I'm going to go and get breakfast in town, and I'm just going to go straight in, and I'm going to work till two, and then I'll come home and have a sleep. <laughs> It makes sense why you were drinking like a hundred coffees a day. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't do if you know what. Now I'm on this caffeine deficit. You I couldn't, Tony couldn't Khan have done just... it. Oh, I was Tony Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely just coffee, <laughs> regardless of what the podcast tells you. Yeah. But anyway, that's so. So those are our stories behind the scenes and, yes. and how and how moist we oh, were. Yeah, WWE sold. Uh, right? WWE yeah. sold. So, so I love about us. The actual story <laughs> is. Um, it's just been like a months long running saga basically since Vince McMahon came back in January. Um, Vince basically returned, got elected executive chairman and went, right, I'm selling the company that he bought from his dad in 1982. Um, we, we basically heard for months that 
there, there were people interested. The company that actually ends up buying WWE Endeavor, they ruled themselves out publicly. They said, we're not going to leverage any more stock. Um, we're not going to bother. And then, so what, what, I've written two articles, and then lo and behold, Endeavor are announced as the buyers of WWE. The, the, the deal in itself is WWE are valued at $9.3 billion, um, or $106 per share. There's no actual like money transferred apart from I think all the shareholders will get like a, a little tickle on the side basically, yeah, it's yeah. but it's basically like an all stock deal where it goes through, and they're, they're effectively merging. Well, what's going to happen is they're going to merge WWE and UFC together under like a new parent company. Mm-hmm. That new parent company is going to be headed up by um, Ari Emanuel, who is the CEO of, of Endeavor. Um, Mark Shapiro, and the Endeavor CEO and president, he's going to hold those new roles in the new company. Vince McMahon directly won't have a role in WWE, but he's going to be the executive chairman of this parent company, and Nick Khan is going to be president of WWE. So the fact that you won't have a CEO anymore, he's going to have a president. Um, that's, that's the deal, basically. Uh, why Endeavor, of all companies? Yeah, so the name sort of mentioned were like tipped word. Disney, I think you thought really. I, I was really thinking Disney company. because I thought the IP had so much worth for them in terms of theme parks, in terms of Disney Plus and value to that, and uh, or ESPN in America, Disney Plus over here, um, and just j- being like, oh well, WWE is a very kid-friendly brand. Disney makes the most sense, but evidently not. Yeah, but I mean, we also heard the Saudis. We had that mental day in January where we all briefly thought that the Saudis had bought WWE, their public mm-hmm. investment fund. Um, what other companies were there? There was like MSNBC. Yeah, Comcast were the really obvious one, mm. but they didn't. Um, I think Netflix were briefly mentioned. Apple just they're mentioned with everything because they've got a shit ton of They've money. Got a lot of money. Um, uh, Amazon was, was briefly, I think, yeah. touted as someone that would maybe do it to try and boost their live sports coverage. There was talk of a consortium headed up by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Very brief. <laughs> oh, what have I got? Tony Khan. He said he was interested. Tony Khan also uh, was um, showing a bit of interest. Adam Pacitti. Yeah, Pacitti, a yeah. interest. Consortium headed up by him. But yeah, so th- this basically tickles along. Um, and apparently, Vince McMahon and Ari Emanuel, they've known each other for 22 years, so they're like, really familiar together. Um, so Vince is basically looking to go and this is the right... He said publicly after the announcement that this was the right time for him to sell. So of course, he was selling. Ari Emanuel, he knows him. They're good friends. Ari Emanuel said he was, he was he would body slam Vince if he dared to walk away from the company. <laughs> Vince was willing to go. So um, he's trained, Ari Emanuel. Tra- trained. <laughs> Get him in the ring next WrestleMania. <laughs> but essentially, WWE's pick Endeavor because... Endeavor bought UFC. I, I don't know exactly when, but 2019, I think. It's, it's I can't remember. No. But UFC's sort of revenue is basically like tripled, and the value of the company's tripled. So the idea is that Endeavor can almost help boost WWE and help if they they've got media rights deals coming up um, next year. Yes, of yeah. on SmackDown. The idea was that with Endeavor and UFC and all that as a package, WWE will essentially be worth more, and they can they can supercharge everything, get everything worth a lot more. Did um, not value the company at like twenty one billion or something for the new. I think that was the new parent company. The new parent like, company. Yeah, they so valued WWE at nine nine point three and UFC at twelve, which is crazy because I think they bought UFC. I might be wildly wrong, but I think it was about four four billion if they tripled the the value of it. Twelve, yeah, it's twelve now, which is is insane considering they did buy it in that sort of twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one time period. I think I actually want to say it was twenty twenty one, so it's not been long that they've had the the company. Um, but yeah, wild. Uh, so from here, then, so 
Like the the deal, as you say, it's 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 come about because uh, Ari Emanuel and Vince McMahon have a, a long-standing friendship. It, it's sort of I think it was described as it's the devil you know as opposed to getting somebody completely new. Yeah, but I mean the, the deal itself, how it comes about is, of course, you've got the sales process chugging along basically with Vince McMahon's return, Nick Khan's in talks of it. Um, Vince McMahon, when he came back, brought back George Barrios and Michelle Wilson. Big forehead. Big forehead. Massive forehead. Absolutely humongous. Uh, mega brain. He'd the, be amazing up front as a striker. Nut and balls in every cross of Cumbria. They could, they could do a... You know how like, they like the live-action adaptations of animated films? Mega mind. Minnie's <laughs> <laughs> Will Ferrell. He has got a big forehead. God almighty, yeah. God love it. I think it keeps on getting edited bigger and bigger on the, on yeah. the company profile page. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, George. <laughs> that's what that's what the dancing shangy is. It's just his forehead. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be as tall as shangy. <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, he also looks like the Santa Claus from the Santa Claus 2 when it's the fake rubber oh one. Oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. he does. It's like kind of plastic, but rubber. <laughs> and Tim Allen-esque. <laughs> Plastic rubber and Tim Allen-esque. I believe that's George Barrios. That's Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so um, this sales process basically <laughs> chugs along. And what we come to find out is that they have a meeting in mid-March, Endeavour and Debris with Vince McMahon and Nick Khan. Endeavour basically say, hey, we want to buy you guys. Debris simply aren't. They're like, they're like, okay, but they're not that impressed. Mm. And then one week later, there's a more emotional pitch, which basically appealed to Vince McMahon. And... They're effectively the front runners, but Liberty Media, the company that owned Formula One, the racing competition, motor racing, motor yes. Racing. So they're they're right there until the end, but Vince ultimately decides to go with the devil that he knows. But the deal comes together very quickly. It actually comes together while WrestleMania is going on. Of course, as you mentioned, we find out on the Sunday night, only a couple of hours before WrestleMania, is that Endeavor's going to buy WWE. And Ari Emanuel is at SoFi Stadium in the executive box with Nick Khan and Vince McMahon. They've sort of, they've, they've signed a term sheet which is based out the deal's going to go through. They signed that on Saturday and the two companies are basically sorting out all the background stuff. They're thrashing everything out back at their offices in California and Connecticut. And this is all just going on while Vince McMahon's watching the wrestling. I assume, like, I don't know if it's certain, but I assume that's why Linda was at WrestleMania as well. Yeah. Because she said to Decent amount of money from this. Yeah, she has. I love the idea of Ari Emanuel like watching WrestleMania, going, "Hey, this is a great show, guys. Hey, I love that Roman Reigns. I hope he wins tonight." And Vince <laughs> goes, "Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. You, I'm sure you will. <laughs> Quick, Hunter, change it." <laughs> That's not what happened, by the way. Yeah, it's but been actually, wildly reported for that the Cody loss was planned weeks and weeks and weeks ahead by Triple H himself. Ari Emanuel went, I think it's going to rain tonight. Roman Reigns? It's going to... It might rain. Because no, Vince leaves the room and, and, and he's having just a casual chat with George Barrios. He's sort of like, might rain. Yeah, and George's like, yeah, I don't like rain. No, he's, he's, no, for me, like when the weather turns like that, something quite calming about it. Rain. I really like rains. As Vince walks back, he likes rains. Hunter, change it. <laughs> or better yet, he goes, how was getting here tonight? Oh, God, traffic was a nightmare. I ended up taking these... Really, really dodgy back routes and roads were awful. Roads were. <laughs> roads were awful. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hunter, change it! But I like the idea that Vince McMahon wouldn't have done that. He would have got like on an old landline. <laughs> Ding it along. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 10 minutes later, he's like, 
Hello, Paul. <laughs> Paul, change it! <laughs> I sound like human. <laughs> Runs along, hops on the fax, fax machine, vaxes, vaxes his ass, sends it along. <laughs> boots, boots Linda in the wheelchair. <laughs> Hunter! Hunter! He doesn't like Cody! <laughs> There's six people in! He gets out of the wheelchair to push people in. <laughs> <laughs> he uses the wheelchair to get him back quicker. No, 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 right, that was a big tangent. So there we go. Yeah, so that um, Vince is back, right? <laughs> but, but, uh, but what we but essentially what's next? Yeah. Now so is what the big happens thing. now? Because like we're just sort of waiting. Yeah. So to see what 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 this looks like. Yeah. Another reason I forget to mention is do we sell to Endeavor because USC is still run by Dana White. Like they've got loads of autonomy. Essentially, the relationship is. We're, we own you, and if you want us, we're here. We can help you out with stuff. But effectively, we let you get on with it. Mm, just make um, us money, really. Just make us money. And w- what is going to happen with Eddie Merger is there is going to be aggressive cuts, quotation from Nick Khan. Um, it's expected to affect office staff. Apparently, it's not going to affect the TV product, so we won't be seeing releases, apparently. But there is still concern amongst the WD roster, reportedly, notably among many of the towns that Triple H brought back in 2022. But one of the things that WWE are also looking to do as well is with their media rights deals coming up in 2024, they're just looking to get their content at as many places as possible because why wouldn't you want more money? So we've heard of talks of lots of networks, including ESPN in the United States. One thing we've heard as well is the company's looking to increase their visibility in the United Kingdom. At the minute, they're with BT Sport and that's getting sort of rebranded as TNT Sports this year. And... The, the issue you've got with BT Sport is it's, it's pay TV network. I mean, it's anything from 30 to, well, 18 to 30 pounds. Yeah. So, I mean, sort of at the minute, you have got AW and ITV where WWE might look for, even like, could potentially go back to Sky or they could look for just a better deal where you've got more eyes on, basically. Ideally, they'd want it to be on something that is free or one of the cheaper packages. Yeah. Something like BBC, ITV, Channel 4. Sky, obviously that's paid, but Sky One would be a good spot for them. Because they're even saying like it just still exists. Mm, I don't think it does. Sky now. Atlantic, Sky Atlantic. Because because the, the way saying money wouldn't fit Sky Atlantic. BBC Three, <laughs> it's back on the airs. Channel, like, get it back on Channel, channel Four. Channel Four, you know, all is forgiven. Yeah. Don't get don't make sure May Young doesn't get a baps out again, yeah. and we're all fine. It's done. Because it's a sort of weird thing in the UK in, in the sense that. Apparently, WWE's TV deal, because they lost the deal with Sky, is actually like undervalued at the minute. Mm-hmm. So there's money there to be made and more ratings and more eyes, potentially. I can't wait to see if it, if it does do Channel 4, the WWE Naked Attraction crossover. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've already had that. You sitting ringing yes. wet. Just dripping wet. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One thing that uh, was mentioned there was... Nick Khan saying that there won't be uh, aggressive roster cuts, at yeah. least, and more so staff cuts. And I think, I think if if somebody within WWE's uh, offices say something, then you you can take it to the bank, like how they said Vince McMahon will not be involved in the creative process going mm. forward. Uh, what's our next story, Aiden? Yeah, so I, I, I absolutely love that transition. By the way, Thank that was that was much. amazing. Beautiful. But I mean, as mentioned, Vince comes back in January 2023, executive chairman. What, what we're told from the get-go is Triple H is still, he has the final say. And at, at first we're told Vince is not going to be involved in um, creative. He's essentially only back to sell the company, right? Okay, great. And then we're watching the TV product. TV product's fine. And then we hear the word local medical facility. We go, hmm, that's a bit strange. Mm-hmm. That's very Vince McMahon. And then we're told he's involved a little bit. <laughs> All right, he's doing a bit. He, he's involved a little bit. Like, he, he's there in case Triple H wants creative input. But go, okay, but Triple H still, still has final say. That's, that's, that's all right. That's all right. And then sale goes through. Vince McMahon actually says during the interview with CNBC afterwards that he's going to be involved with creative, confirming that he's back, but only at a higher level. So we're sort of thinking, okay, Vince McMahon is God here for whatever reason. He's going mm, to wrestle him again. Yeah. Um, but... This all tickles along. Triple H will think, okay, still got final say. Vince is just going to have a look at stuff. Raw after WrestleMania 39 comes around. I mean, I, I stood up to watch it, think because some big stuff's going to happen here. And the show was <laughs> Vince McMahon to a T. You could completely because tell it was a Vince McMahon show. That um, morning on that interview, he was like, I won't get in the uh, in the weeds. I can't do that. Can't get in the weeds. Yeah, that, that was it. Was higher level. I'm not going to get in the weeds. And he so, said whilst in the weeds, while, while, while trying to fucking get Literally. out yeah. <laughs> in a fucking maze, maze. For fuck's sake. One minute later, he's like, "That's a lovely lily pad in the swamp." <laughs> Just dive straight in. So, what we find out is. Basically, minutes before Roe goes on the air, Vince McMahon has turned up at the arena shredded the script and gone, we're rewriting this. Very Vince McMahon-esque what we had sort of in recent years under him. Um, Triple H probably, I don't know what he's doing, but what, well, he's gone to the show, isn't he actually forgetting he's about that? He's got an announcement as well. Yeah, so what we find out is Vince McMahon essentially rewrites the show. One of the changes that he makes, one of the things planned was they were going to crown a new number one contender for the Royal Women's Championship. They were going to have two triple threat matches. Mm. Vince boots them off and brings in a number one contenders match for the women's tag titles. So, and also Bailey. Um, so the match is Dakota Kai and Eos Sky against Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Sort of the idea is that, okay, we'll crown you, we'll crown you people. Bailey's meant to be there, isn't there. Bailey's told not to go out with them for whatever reason. 
all the changes. Poor Romos. He's sad Kate. He's having a nice big yeah. chicken. I don't know why he ever eats. Drawing but, some anime. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good drawings there, by the oh, way. Oh, he's brilliant. I mean, cool guy. But essentially had a mad scramble to try and find his ring gear because he was wrestling Elias all of a sudden. It beat him in two minutes. It was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it also, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are meant to wrestle the Street Profits. That match does take place, but it's originally meant to be for the undisputed tag titles. Instead, it's just a non-title match where Owens and Zayn win. And that was about the only bright spot of the show, to be honest. Um, some plans didn't change, like the plan for Brock Lesnar to turn on Cody Rhodes. That had already been set. That was sort of the next chapter for Cody. Um, but what we find out as well is Triple H has, goes out for his announcement where effectively just goes, Double isn't changed, everybody! Yes! And then heads back up the ramp, and Vince at this point has gone, pass me that headset, put the headset on, sat at Gorilla, and just started running the taping. Yeah. And effectively it's, Vince McMahon in the middle, Bruce Pritchard one side, Triple H the other side, Vince is there. So, rumour mill basically swirls up, we're all thinking, okay, right, how involved is he going to be? Because the sort of perception was, maybe Vince is only so involved because he's just in Los Angeles already. He happens to be there. Yeah, and effectively that is sort of the idea, because over the next few weeks, what's sort of come to pass is, Vince McMahon is overseeing creative remotely, he, he's involved. If effectively, Triple H is allowed to now just write the show how he wants, but anything Vince McMahon wants to change, he can change. He's back as the head of creative. One of the things he really wants to be involved with is a part of the main event of the show. He's just sort of tickled things along, really. The show's been more Triple H-esque. And then this week, there was sort of major changes again where it was back to Vince making lots of changes. So I think it literally we're back to... WWE being on Vince McMahon's whim, essentially. It's a weird yeah. one. Now, Fraser, you do graded do. on the YouTube short, so you've been watching Raw week to week since WrestleMania. How have you found the the, the changes? And I mean, and it's, it's from the post WrestleMania one. It's improved. It has improved, even if if because uh, I gave that one an F the night after WrestleMania, and it was a pretty dreadful show. But I think it deserved the F because it was just a shambles of from top to bottom. Um, the changes have been little ones like Aiden mentioned with the local medical facility or things being advertised and then not happening. I think there's been a few weeks where it's like, oh, this, this match, Miz versus Matt Riddle's happening. Then it's cancelled. And then it's like, okay, well, the, it just felt a bit not as coherent. It felt a little bit vincy. Yeah, a little bit vincy. Just little commentary things as well. But overall, the show hasn't changed too much since Vince is back. It is little things that we'd got rid of under Triple H. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hopeful. WWE, I think, was on another level from Royal Rumble onwards to, to WrestleMania. Like, the weekly product was some of the best stuff going, and it's continuing that, just not as good. It feels a little bit less focused. Mm. But that's, yeah. But what, but what we should know, this is an extraordinary comeback of Vince McMahon. It really is. I mean, th this is a man who, in the summer of last year, was forced out of his own company over a sexual misconduct and hush money scandal. It's come out basically that he spent millions of dollars paying off women that they either had affairs with or there was sexual misconduct allegations as well. Um, it turns out later in the year that he actually he eventually paid Rita Chatterton, um, who was alleged to have raped back in the 1980s. Mm. All, all this has come, come about and then Vince, I mean, nothing just stuck to him really. I mean, these allegations are there. He's just sort of brushed them off for his way back into WWE and now he's in the exact same position if not actually better off because he sold WWE than he was when all this started last he, year he, uh, he addressed them on that 
interview that he did with Ari Emanuel on CN- was it CNBC where he was like, they were like, you've had a lot of uh, things said about you this past year. You were forced out of the company. Um, I've made mistakes and I've, um, I've moved on. Yeah. Oh, glad you've moved on. Yeah, isn't, isn't I thought it was such an arrogant way to brush like, away some awful. It's very serious, and he he sort of just yeah, I've made mistakes. Like what? Yeah, you have, but you can't come back. Like, so the quote is, "I've made mistakes, obviously, personally and professionally, through my fifty-year career. I've owned up to every single one of them, and then moved on." I'm not sure of the legacy stuff. I'm not going to write it. I don't know. I want to say as someone who had an extraordinary amount of fun, great passion for what they did and wound up with the biggest thing he's ever done in his life. So he addresses it briefly and then goes, my legacy, I can't write that. I'm a wonderful man. And then Ari Emanuel goes, big Vince, lovely fella. Keeping him on because I've got to keep him on. If he was leaving, I was going to body slam him. Uh-huh. And I mean, we had the same stuff this week, really. Ric Flair was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Joe Rogan goes, well, of course, Vince McMahon had a couple of bits on the side. You were like, what a horrible way to put it. Yeah. And then Ric Flair immediately afterwards goes, he's my hero. <laughs> he, he's treated me wonderfully. I like, fair enough, Rick didn't mean it in the sense that he's my hero for sexual All misconduct, right. but it was... Have a bit of self-awareness, Rick, man. Yeah. <laughs> Rick, self-awareness. No. So, yeah, spatial awareness, Rick. That was interesting one, that Joe Rogan, Ric Flair yeah. interview. I've heard most of it. And, he, and it's funny when, um, like, because Joe Rogan, the way Joe Rogan interviews is he goes deep into stuff. And we're so used to wrestlers now just, like, exaggerating casually and moving yeah. on, where it was like, I had, like, hour-long matches, 300 days a year. And Joe would, what, for 300 days? You wrestled for an hour each night? And I go, well, not every night was an hour. <laughs> I, just, I quite enjoyed a few times where Flair would go on these flights of fancy that we're just very used to. And you go, what, you really wrestled for three days straight? Well, no, but <laughs> it's, I enjoyed that bit. Yeah, I need to listen to it, but I'm not a big fan of the Joe Rogan podcast. No, it's not, I not think, my cup of tea at all. I think he comes across as a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. And just is just buys into whatever shit his guest spouts. It just does my head. But well, we had the Undertaker on, isn't it? Isn't it? The Undertaker, this is a complete tangent, but this mm-hmm. is where the Undertaker basically goes, back in my day in the locker room, we had knives <laughs> and axes. While now they just play video games. They're just like... <laughs> What? You like, had actual axes? It's just yeah. like, yeah, you're a real yeah. man, Undertaker, with your knife. <laughs> yep. You weren't an undead person who came out who had a Zombie coffin in an urn. <laughs> like, right? Yeah, great. You can stab a man, but I bet you're crap at Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Putting that out there. Let's move to the other side. Uh, AEW made a huge announcement this week, and we talked briefly about how WWE want to make some headway in the UK market. They're going for it this year. Yes, like, quite literally. Tony Card loves his big announcements. and I mean, Bloody loves like, his big announcements. The last one was disappointing. I think the last one was that he announced AW All Access, which is like their behind-the-scenes show, and we're all like, oh, Christ, he's just getting making up crap now, isn't it? <laughs> and then it, it sort of tickles along, and then we've got the... I mean, I'm, I'm calling it the Wrestle, the um, WrestleMania, the Dynamite after WrestleMania. It runs separate companies, but it's just such a big was, week in the, yeah. the eyes of the world are on wrestling, so why not put together a big show? Yeah. But Tony Khan, he's, he's brought back Nigel McGuinness and Tony Khan McGuinness and Adam Cole announced that all of the wrestling are going to make their UK debut this year, and... We all sort of thought it was Craven Cottage because Tony Khan has the connection to Fulham FC. So we all thought, okay, that's what we're going to get. And it was like, no, we're going for Wembley Stadium. <laughs> uh, and it's going to be over August Bank Holiday weekend. So it's the Sunday, it's 27th of August that the show is going to be yeah. on. 
I think everyone, as it's written there, did a fucking double take when Adam Cole said, I'm going to Wembley, Wembley Stadium. What? what? No, he means Wembley Arena, the, the 4,000, 5,000 seater. Oh, no. He's meaning 90,000 seats in Wembley. That's mind-blowing. Imagine, brave. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, very brave in the sense that we all thought before, even if they can half fill it, that's a success for the company. That's yeah. 40,000. I think they've paid 400,000 pounds to rent the show. Mm. So even if you get 40,000 and let's say 50 quid a ticket, you're still making a massive profit. Yeah. Even in terms of when you factor... How much it costs to, to book Wembley? 400,000, yeah. I think we should it, it. it seems cheap, if anything, doesn't it, really? I, my first thought was, that sounds quite reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Well, do a joint wedding, put the funds together. There, there you go. There we go. We'll get married at Wembley. Guess what, ladies? Married at Wembley. You've got, a, you've got the tunnel. Iconic <laughs> Wembley tunnel. <laughs> I want you Family more. that you don't really like is up the back at the top of this stadium. You guys have got the nose bleeds. What's up, boys? It's just a WCW wrestlers. <laughs> Andy's and uncles have no fixed abode. Just Sean Stasiak's there as well for some reason. <laughs> One Stasiak at my way. on his meat, just <laughs> dripping wet. <laughs> so the announcement happened. Uh, how did the UK wrestling world react to it? Yeah, so I mean, we we, we all sort of thought, okay, 40,000's good, but it immediately comes out like a couple of days later that they've got 25,000 sign up for a pre-sale. So tickets themselves, they're going to go on sale, on general sale on the 5th of May. But there's going to be a pre-sale that starts on the 2nd of May that you can sign up for. Sign-ups started at 25,000. Since then, a week later, there were 40,000. And then a week on from that, there were 50,000. But the rate of sign-ups is around 1,500 per day. So at the time of recording, we're thinking it's somewhere between 55,000 and maybe even 60,000 people have signed up. What we've also had, I haven't written this in the notes, but what we've also had is the seat maps come out. We all thought, okay, they might set up for 60,000. Because um, it was a Wembley was sharing, Wembley itself was sharing a seating map for yes. a wrestling event at uh, Wembley, and they were dishing it out when folk emailed them going, can we get the seating venue? Yeah, here it is. It was set up for 63,000 people, mm. and a half of the stadium was all mapped out for stage and stuff. I think like it got that. shared on Reddit as well. It got shared on Reddit, it got shared all over Twitter, and it was a Wem Wembley officially sending that out. Since then, oh, they've gone a bit bigger. Yeah, so what, what we've had since one from Ticketmaster where, a bit like Clash at the Castle did, there's not going to be some giant stage. In fact, there's going to be a tunnel and it's all going to set up. But what it, it does mean is with the tunnel in the little stage is this, the stadium is effectively set up for 90,000 people. They can use the Wembley Tunnel as the entranceway and that's iconic enough already. Yeah, that's already iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so true. Um. How do we feel this is going to... I mean, obviously, this is, it's impressive that we've got, we're up to 60,000 pre-sale uh, for a 90,000-seater well, stadium. You mentioned it the other day, and I was thinking, oh, well, if they get 60,000 people on pre-sale, that's them sold 60,000 tickets. You were like, well, no, some of them will buy two tickets. Most people will buy mm. two tickets. So you're looking at, potentially, let's let's say half of them buy two tickets. That's you at, what, 90,000 mm. already. Yeah, you're already there, aren't you? So I, I, wow. I, personally, I don't think it's going to sell out like day one, but no. I, I, I think we'll get like 80,000 people in that building, especially in terms of, like we saw it advertised at the FA Cup semi-finals this weekend, so that was on ITV, the show, the network mm -hmm. that they're on anyway. So it's like, here's this great big platform. I'd expect sort of ITV to sort of ramp up dynamite and stuff and advertising on the shows going, they've got this humongous show at Wembley coming up. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, the perception is they're going to, they're going to get the big boys in get where the big boys play. Mm. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, I suppose. But 
I think we'll get 80,000 people in there, even just walk up, because tickets were between 1,500 for the front row, but after that, I mean, they're between, like, third row is, like, 400 quid. Yes, like, between, like, 400 quid and 30 quid, depending on where you're sleeping, so you're thinking, do you want a day out at the wrestling? It's like, yeah, where is it? Wembley? Like, okay. 30 quid walk-up's not bad. Yeah. Like, you would absolutely do that, it's just, you know, it's cheaper than going to theatre in London, yeah. which is pricey enough as it is. Cheaper than a beer in London. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, like, it's going to be insane. I think pre-sale, they'll probably get, what, 75,000 tickets sold pre-sale alone. You'll have, what, 15,000 for dregs for the next few months, and then they can tout the numbers being sold out, because then they can close whatever seats they need to. They've not officially released how many seats are available. No. So they can, cl- let's, say, let's say they get 84, they can go, well, that's a sellout, because we've closed off all this for hard camp. Mm. Yeah. So they can and they can adjust it accordingly yeah. to make sure they hit the number. And then they go, we've got three hundred thousand people in here because it, you know, like you can't count them. <laughs> we did, we did it three hundred thousand. It's all going to come down to how they they sell it to non wrestling fans a bit as well. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who who I know stateside who are like, oh yeah, we're coming over for that. Um, but in terms of catching that, no, that's our show. Stay, <laughs> stay back. Don't come here. <laughs> Leave us alone. Go away. You have yours all the go time. <laughs> Um, but there's, but it's all in how you advertise it to the non-wrestling market from here. Like, I want to see Orange Cassidy on Loose Women. Uh, yes, I want. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I want. I want very desperately to see Dan Housen uh, yucking it up on this morning. <laughs> get someone on Great British Bake Off. Get him on. There. Yeah. I think get um, just, who, who can do Bake Off. Uh, Orange Cassidy would be fun on there because we just, just said Orange Cassidy just, on the circuit. Orange Cassidy, Cassidy and everything. He just wouldn't cook, would he? He'd just stand there, we're like. <laughs> <laughs> They're like whiskers. Yeah. I want Sting on the one show <laughs> with Sting. <laughs> with Sting, yeah. You've, you've we want j- both. You've got John Moxley and Bake Off, just Bulldog Chalk on Paul Hollywood. Making a red velvet cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's red food colouring, John. <laughs> You're not getting a handshake after this. One of the things I did say, I haven't written it in the notes, but Claudio Cassandioli as well as sort of, um, they were filming vignettes to air on German TV so the idea was that you can get flying from Europe because I mean London's this massive hub obviously so mm. um, I mean fly Ryanair if you need well, to well Europe in it like America will look at that and go let's get Europe in yeah, yeah. Like, we, we, we foolishly just sometimes forget that you know what we Britain, live in this it? massive continent and if someone's coming in from America they'll want to tell people hey France Germany get on yeah. over here does Brexit I mean, it's mean what Brexit Brexit, Brexit means two, Brexit. two and a half hours from France to London on the train dead easy cost you maybe 80 quid 100 quid mm. Sorted. Yeah. Can yeah, I some toilet, catch de la loot? Can I can I take a wee toilet break? You can. You take... can carry on if you want. I'll just okay. A, you take a, a quick, wee. You take a toilet break, pee. young man. Oh. So we'll, we'll carry on without you, but we'll miss you. Yeah. So. <laughs> what are we expecting from the show? I mean. Well, I mean, like, I mean, we're going to mention. I mean, there's one guy who dominates the rest of this uh, news podcast, and we're going to get his name in there in a second. I think bringing Sting in. Is a big get. Yeah, like maybe retirement match, maybe, because he is retiring this year. Yeah, and, and one thing, I think it was yourself that said, it's been decades since Sting was in wrestling in yeah. the UK. It was probably like one of those mad WCW tours or one of TNA's tapings that yeah. used to have in the UK. So I think if you have Sting in a marquee match on this show, I think that you, you're clearly selling there. A lot of people connected Drew McIntyre to this show, obviously with what's going on with him in the WWE right now. Uh, a time of recording, uh, there were some question marks. You know what? Could Tony maybe just go, here's a bag of money. Yeah. Do you want your big UK moment that they never gave you? We'll give it to you. And then you it know? was sort of, I think he's not out of contract then. And I'll say unfortunately, but I don't, Drew is good wherever. Mm. But 
he's, he's just not going to be on that show, unfortunately. What one British name that we have heard a lot is Will Osprey. I mean, yeah. he signed with New Japan, but he's saying that he hopes to be on the show, and I think everyone's sort of just chucking names at going, hey, you can have Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay if it doesn't happen at Forbidden Door. Have it all in. That's a great shout to have Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay at Wembley in front of that many people. Yeah. That would be... One would salivate over such a thing Yeah, if that was to happen. The, the other name that has been uh, heavily touted for the show is CM Punk. And we're going to do a bit of a, a 180, aren't we, on the the bulk of the last podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do a 180 <laughs> on what we said, aren't we? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, we, we ended that podcast effectively saying it looks like CM Punk is finally done with all the wrestling. Surely at this point, after his Instagram post, in which he called out AEW, called out Chris Jericho, called out Tony Carr, even called out Unky Dave Meltzer, we're all thinking, this is it, surely. Like, he surely burned... Literally, the, the last the last little splinter of a bridge that he had left there. Surely he's burnt it. And it was, no, he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so what we've actually found out since is CM Punk is actually, it's not 100% finalized, but it's 99.9% finalized. CM Punk is on his way back to All Elite Wrestling. What we mentioned last month is that AEW are going to bring in a third TV show because what we need is more wrestling yes. as, as, as a grumpy man here. But... Um, <laughs> That show is going to be on Saturday nights. What we found out is that show is going to be on TNT in the United States. We don't know how it's going to air in the UK yet uh, because they haven't actually officially announced it. But it's going to be on Saturday nights. The debut is going to be on the 17th of June at the United the United Center in Chicago, Illinois, CM Punk's hometown. The plan is for Punk to debut on that show. To debut. The plan is for Punk to return <laughs> on that show. The new CM Punk he's will debut. Ha- he's going to have the second dance. I don't know. But he's had the first dance, so why can't he dance again? He's going to bring in Mindy's Bakery. He's going to chuck ice cream at he people. Might, he might just bite everyone at Mindy's Bakery. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've pitched the name as, as AW Collision. He's old, he's fucking tired, <laughs> and he's fucking back. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that, actually, you know. He's old, he's tired, he doesn't work with children. They work Wednesdays. (laughs) (laughs) See ya, Punk. Yes. But, yeah, so this is is the other part of it. CM Punk is back, but shock and all. Not everyone likes CM Punk. No, I know what. (laughs) Because last time... Backstage drama. (laughs) What are you doing here? Sake. <laughs> because that, I love how that's become a catchphrase across the yeah. multiverse of I've never heard it. What are you doing here? Well, math not, take, math take, it's from the classic SmackDown review from our short-lived sitcom, That's Gotta Be Kane, oh, right, okay. in which Kane would go like, you know, in the sitcom, oh, there's someone at the door, and it'd be like, Chris Martin from Complay, what are you doing here? <laughs> and Matthew started doing it on the main podcast, oh, and it okay. has since Just dripped into Jack and Ross's lexicon and <laughs> Razor's lexicon, and now it appears it's, everywhere. It's just any, anything that someone unexpectedly appears or just, just turns up, like... It happened the other week on the podcast for something just like, oh, and the crowd popped. A pop? What <laughs> are you doing here? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, so back to CM Punk. Backstage drama, yeah, what so are you doing, doing here? So, of course, last time he was there um, in All Out after he won the AW World Championship is he was just punching up his colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> definitely. Was, no, allegedly. Allegedly, he was punching up his colleagues, but he definitely was. <laughs> don't know why I put a voice on then, but yeah. And Tom <laughs> Jones, <I think> <laughs> Can you do that for the whole story? No. But he's punching up his colleagues. You've done Welsh. You wait till I tell you about that. That was very little Britain all of a sudden. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so he's punched up his colleagues. Punk has been gone. Um, the, The plan, what we found out is this... The rumours initially was that it was going to be a soft brand, but you're going to have AW Collision on Saturday, you're going to have Dynamite on Wednesday night. I mean, we found out it was soft, but since then, this has become a very, very hard brand split. This, this is this hard... well, So it started off soft. Yes. Then a few things happened and it became hard. Yes, it's gotten hard, but this is it's hard. hard. Like Jacob Rees-Mogg, that little twat. <laughs> this is this, yeah, this, this is as hard as the Brexit that he wanted. This is human rights act. Get it out. This is fucking slice up everything. I, uh, this, that's what I was laughing there because I see I was like I wonder where we are then I see it written down it was initially reported as being soft but it's looking as hard as the Brexit Jacob Rees-Mogg wanted fucking shit little cunt <laughs> Aiden Giffen's writes the script yeah. Aiden, for this you're podcast you're a master of the words yes. <laughs> fucking oh. shit little cunt Aiden Giffen's I, journalist yeah yes fucking shit little cunt he's just a wanker isn't he but oh. actually no I disagree with that statement he's not little no, he's no, really he's really tall. He's really tall. Really tall. No, but, but Everything he's, else I agree with. No, no, but he's little because he's a little wanker. Uh, and he's, he's not a big lad like Yoshi. He's a big <laughs> he's, lad. He's a big lad. He's little in spirit and little in any sort of nicety and sort yeah. of. He's just a fucking wanker. A few- <laughs> but yeah, that's my rant. I, I saw a few, maybe a year ago, a picture of Jacob Rees Mogg's office. Well, and so, oh, not his orifice, sadly <laughs> not, no. No, and he's got like a tray, like an in-tray and an out-tray. No computer, he's got no computer. It's little a notepad and a pen. Yeah, he just like weird. It, that annoyed me, actually. I was like, fuck. Where does he get his fucking emails? Where does he watch his porn? He doesn't, man. He'll, he'll get no, fucking true, Telegram yeah. or something. Tractors. <laughs> Where does he look up tractors? <laughs> Where does he look up tractors? <laughs> he will get a Telegram and a fax. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even look after his own kids, does he? He gets nanny to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Americans, you don't know who Jacob Rees-Mogg is, but Google him and you'll be vastly surprised oh, and this is how you imagine every single Victorian man to be he, he's he's he like, lives in this day and age he walks among us he's, he's only like 52 MP. I know mm-hmm. unbelievable he's what? 52 he's like 52 52 yeah. it's but, tough paper <laughs> but yes back to hard Brexit yes yeah. so, yeah. so but back to CM Punk is the, the two shows Collision and Dynamite are going to basically be split between people who want to work with CM Punk and people who don't even want to be in the same building as him so the good boys and the naughty stuff yeah, yeah. so what we've, what we've heard is that the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite they'll be the stars of Dynamite and the other side is it looks like Punk's going to return and there's, there's a planned meeting between Punk Chris Jericho, FDR, and Tony Khan and the hopeful conclusion of that meeting is that Chris Jericho is going to be CM Punk's first feud back so that'll be at least a year because it's Chris Jericho um, but that's the plan essentially Punk's going to come back June 17th he's going to get cake and biscuits for everybody mm-hmm. then he's going to feud with Chris Jericho on collisions what we want to happen <laughs> it's interesting though that they position him against Chris Jericho considering Jericho has been quite vocal over the past few months um, I mean, that he wouldn't work with some people and He doesn't seem very um, pro-punk. I mean, according to reports, Chris Jericho, after All Out, called punk a cancer to the locker room. And and then in January, 
um, Jericho and other top stars promised the, the the locker room that Punk would not be back. They'd stop him from coming back. Um, I guess they found a middle ground by giving him his own locker room. Money. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> money is the talking like, point there. Literally, money is. Apparently, the original plans for Collision was that it was just going to be another hour of TV. It was just a bit like Rampage. But then because Warner... Basically, Tony Khan said to Warner Brothers basically going, we're getting CM Punk back. They've gone, okay, two hours, Saturday night. Oh, wow. Whatever you want. This is going to be a show as big as Dynamite, essentially. Um, those plans, Warner Brothers Discovery are said to be heavily involved. They didn't actually, they didn't advocate, they didn't basically tell Tony Khan, bring him back. But they're not exactly unhappy about him coming back because he draws ratings. Like, mm. he's been gone for a year, but he's still arguably their top star because he's CM Punk. And despite it being what many would allege to be as a wanker. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible draw, incredible promo. And I mean, I, I said at the end of last month, I still love CM Punk. Yeah. He, he's like, I can't think of an analogy, but yeah. Is it like being in a bad relationship? Yeah. Where you know that, you know, they're difficult and they may never change, but you kind of hold on to the hope that they might. That one he's, day yeah. He's caffeine. Okay. Yeah. And that he, when you're watching it, you're really, really enjoying it. But then it, you know it's not good for you. You know it's not going to You wean off it and you get headaches because he's making us work more more hours. That's it. Well, that's, right, that's a curse of this podcast. <laughs> Things falling over and spilling. Um, thank God it's not your big fucking Titanic <laughs> size. <laughs> I was scared where you were going there, Fraser. Big fucking Titanic here. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, so CM Punk's back. Yes, and so in the, there is a um, there's a lot of discourse on this. The general vibe, and I don't know whether you found this Fraser as mm-hmm. well. The general vibe is whilst people there are people that are very happy to see CM Punk back. There's very much a malaise about CM Punk coming back. I know that it's our job to talk about the wrestling news, and I feel like whenever we talk about him now, it's met with a little bit of sort of think, lethargy. I think there's a fatigue in it. Fatigue yeah, of, is a better word. Folk being like, right. And now, admittedly, there has been loads of updates over, about CM Punk's status over the past. It's been like every day for about three yeah, weeks, hasn't it? right. And, and I understand people may be tired of being like, well, the update is that he's coming back or the update is that he's coming back but he's having a meeting with Jericho or that he's coming back but he's he's been a bit of a dick about it or he's, you know, whatever. Him coming back is as Aiden said, great for, for TV, I think, and, and the numbers that they want to be drawing. I just think folk would rather, if he was coming back, not know that he was coming back. Like, mm. it, if it was a surprise, folk would probably enjoy it more, but also it's it's wrestling these days, that's what happens. I think it's they're more just like, well, we're burnt out. People are burnt out on hearing his name without seeing CM Punk. We've still got two, mm. months, two months until yeah. this show, and no doubt in that run-up, we will have a lot more updates on CM Punk. How can I miss you if you never go away? Yeah. And then whilst he has been away for nearly a year, like he's not been far from sort of the hearts and minds and the mouths of wrestling fans and journalists and aggregators all the while. I mean, yeah. I think we've talked about one every podcast we've done of these so far, yes. basically. Yeah, since and he hasn't January. wrestled since November? He hasn't wrestled since, <laughs> since, since September. Oh, since September, <laughs> Jesus! Yeah, he's been gone since September. He had two matches when he came back in August and then uh, he's been gone since May last year. Yeah. Like, he's been like, off TV for almost a year. Basically, yeah. Like, he, he fucked his foot on the, um, the dynamite after yesterday. double or nothing where he jumps into the crowd, doesn't he? You can see instantly as soon as he lands. Just like that. And then he he's sort of cheering and then he gets off the barricade and he's limping and it's like, 
yeah, you fucked yourself here, mate. You've mm. if imagine if he didn't. Yeah. If he didn't, because they might have sorted out the issues backstage. Mm. Because he had been around the locker room instead of sitting at home and letting his fucking piss boil. You know, like he would have maybe sorted the issues. But also he may not have. It's a what if. But imagine if he didn't just dive and be an idiot. But yeah, and you know what? He would it's not a sort of thing you'd expect to do you harm. Like he'd wrestled yeah. multiple times in the weeks that led up to it and you know He's done wild stuff in the past, and it's yeah. just a crowd dive that does you in. It's it's the it's the crapshoot that is wrestling. Unfortunately, so don't dive into a crowd. Well, you, well, yeah, don't just in general. Just, in just case. if you see a crowd of people, don't jump at them. Yeah, especially but, if there's advanced. a barricade there. What we do have is a is a very incredibly strange little aside to the whole CM Oh Punk gosh, story. yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is from this week, isn't it? Yeah. So um, I woke up. Tuesday morning, looked at my phone to check to see what happened. Were you overnight. dripping wet? I was, I was not dripping oh, wet. Okay. I had a lovely cool night, had the fan on. Oh, nice. Ooh, it was that warm, was it? No, it wasn't bad. Was the heating I, on? I like the fan but on. Do you, do you like it for the noise? Yes, it helps me It helps me go to sleep. Oh, nice. Um, so I had the fan on, woke up, had a look. It's like, oh, new world title. Okay, I was like, looked down, and I was like, CM Punk backstage at WWE Raw, asked to leave. I thought, just, Justin Henry was our American writer. Um, on the website, I thought he's just making shit up. He's, <laughs> just, he's just bored now. Yeah. yeah he's so, what, what an actually, no, no, it's actually true. CM Punk was backstage at the 24th of April edition of Raw. That was at the Old State Arena in Chicago. So, li- literally this week, CM Punk was there. Um, over the weekend, he'd be doing MMA commentary for the promotion that he does commentary for mm-hmm. in Florida. He then basically goes to get the plane, ends up on the same flight as we don't know which talents exactly, but several WWE talents ends up sitting next to them on the plane. They get chatting. Punk, on a whim, then just goes, yeah, fuck it, I'll come to Raw backstage. I'll chat to a few people and all that. And what we find out is, there's, there's no, like, I mean, rumours that we've heard is that CM Punk wants to go back to WWE, as mentioned, that's not the case. Um, we also heard that it was a publicity stunt because he gets him back in the news, doesn't it? Mm. He hasn't been gone for very yeah, long. Yeah, because he certainly he starved some, yeah. media attention. <laughs> he starved it's media slightly attention. different publicity. It's positive publicity. Yeah. He went there and he fucking spoke to people and was nice. CM Punk has a lovely time at wrestling show. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so that, that's what we find out is Punk is, he, he goes backstage, he, he comes in with talent, um, he speaks to the likes of Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Tamina, he's just in a common area in the building, he speaks to the Miz, they had issues back in 2019, I, I can't remember what he said exactly, but I think it was like... It was on backstage, wasn't it? Yeah, backstage. it was like Saudi cock or something. It was, uh, it was uh, something about uh, performing uh, fellatio with a, uh, a phallus that was covered in uh, blood. Saudi blood money. Saudi blood money, I believe, was the yeah. was the phrase that CM Punk used on Twitter. Didn't, didn't beat around the bush on that yeah. one. Certainly didn't. And I think well, that's that. And then I think there was uh, the comments about MJF being like a, like a lower rate Miz or yes. less famous yeah. Miz. So, and stuff like this. There's been a few little back and forths and tete tetes. But they, they, they solved their issues, put everything aside, shook hands. I don't know if they had a hug, but they've cleared the air completely. We cuddle. Yeah, we cuddle. And then Triple H walks past. I mean, CM Punk and Triple H have basically had issues going back to when Punk first joined WWE. So Triple H walked in and he saw CM Punk. What do you think he might have said? And he saw him and all of his clothes fell off. (laughs) And it was too late. He'd seen everything. Oh, no. Because I have an idea what he might have said. What, What did he say? Well, he'd be quite surprised at why he's there. Oh, would he perhaps have said... What are you doing here? 
<laughs> yeah, th- th- this isn't going into my head. <laughs> no, you don't, this, uh, we'll, we'll, get you there. we'll run it back again. So what would he have said, Aidan? What are you doing here? Hey! I- I'm not doing the voice, now. He's got you for... <laughs> what are you doing here? But, but apparently they turn up, they, they shake hands. Ben and mind, when CM Punk left WWE in January 2014, the, the plan at the time was CM Punk is going to face Triple H at WrestleMania 30. CM Punk notoriously wanted the main event of WrestleMania. They go, well, it is, it is a main event. It's like, is it going on last? No. It's like, well, it's not. And CM Punk goes, I shouldn't be thankful for wrestling you, playing a Triple H. You should be thankful for wrestling me. <laughs> so they didn't end on the best of terms. Probably they have spoken since on the phone and stuff. Triple H mentioned it was like 2020 or 2019 they'd spoken. But this is the first time we believe that they'd been together like face-to-face since then. They shake hands exchange a few words. CM Punk basically asks if he can be there um, and if Triple H has two minutes, if they can have a chat. I think basically CM Punk's going to put everything behind them, mm-hmm. move on with their lives, get on with stuff. Um, Triple H says he's going to ask with the big guy. This isn't right. Ry- this, this isn't Ryback. Right um, um, I guess he gets on that landline phone to Vince McMahon. Well, bear in mind, Punk did feud with Ryback for a while. Exactly. So I think I still want to clear the God, air. Just yeah. sitting in an office eating those chips. Just... <laughs> but, but not even that. Wasn't he horrible about him on the on the Art of Wrestling podcast? We'd be saying, Ryback is shit. He, he is awful me. with him. Um, but yes, yeah, so... Vince McMahon goes, CM Punk's there. Fuck that. <laughs> get, get him out of the building. Because um, what we heard back in 2020 when CM Punk was under really backstage was that CM Punk was classified as the one man. I mean, this is a pinch of salt because Vince McMahon, but he was the one man Vince McMahon would never work with. He'd forgive mm. everybody, but he'd never forgive CM Punk. Um, mm. I think that's but, but either way, lawsuit stuff, right? Isn't yeah, it? Like, but, yeah. They're opening themselves to lots of issues. If you've got an AEW contracted talent backstage at the WWE show who has had who'd sued the company before, all sorts of stuff like that, it's probably safer not to have them in the building. Mm-hmm. Especially with this history. Yeah, I mean, punch someone. But they're also saying as well. I think it is the lawsuit issue because you've had. A, I mean, Malachi Black and um, Buddy Murphy were on WWE TV a couple of weeks ago for WrestleMania because of relationships. Yeah, that, that's slightly different in, in a sense, isn't it? If they're on WWE TV, it's. And Ricky Starks brought, was there with Cody at the Royal Rumble. The Rumble. I think as long as it's cleared and ahead of time, I don't yeah. think it's going to do any harm. <laughs> I just don't think it's turn up. Turn, yeah. turn up being, I'm invited here. And then just hang around. I'm pretty sure Rhea Ripley was told to bring a plus one, and he's you. My boyfriend. my boyfriend is from AW. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so Punk then left without incident, and the the reaction within AW was just disbelief. Um, I don't know if that's having a negative fight. I thought like I think it's more just what do you mean CM Punk's backstage at Raw? Yeah. Um, the the reaction within. WWE was an executive was so shocked he actually phoned PW Insider to ask if their website had been hacked. <laughs> he, he was so shocked. He was like, nope, he's, he's actually there. And it's like, right? Everyone's just shocked by this. Uh, I suppose we don't know how Tony Khan thinks of it. Yes, I guess we'll find out in coming point, weeks yeah. what he thinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big announcement on the he was like, yeah, I was also backstage. <laughs> <laughs> Another big announcement for Tony on the horizon. Yeah. yeah. So that's so. I mean, read into that what you. It's it, to me, it sounds like it's just a guy who went. Oh, I'll go see some mates. Um, obviously, people will read many different layers into a story like that because it's CM Punk. Uh, I, I hope he had a lovely time. Yeah, yeah. Time that he was there. I hope, I hope he had a lovely chat with the Miz, and I hope he and Bobby Lashley were able to chat stuff as well. Yeah. Reminisce about ECW. Reminisce about the good old days of ECW. Yeah. 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 I wish Stephanie walks past and goes, "I think you'll find it's ECW." Anyway, that's what we said. And that's a nice old joke there that some people <laughs> might get. 
from a time gone by. <laughs> Let's look on uh, the the wilder side to end our discourse today, gentlemen. So cultaholic.com has these the has articles sometimes that just for no reason people really latch onto and click through on and you normally pick out a couple of the more obscure ones that have done well at cultaholic.com each month, haven't you? Yeah, so Wesley Blake was just a he was a solid wrestler. Nothing special, was never a top star. Um, but apparently him returning to WWE did really well. People were excited to see him back. Mm, so he was behind the scenes at the Performance Centre, wasn't he? Yes, so he's back as a coach. That's he's nice. He's back working there. There's not much to say about that one, apart from people liked reading it. Mm. He was a good tag team with Buddy Murphy back in the day. Yes. Back in NXT. So wouldn't be, you know, he's a good, solid uh, tag wrestler, but he was also a tag team with Steve Macklin. Yeah, so, new, new Impact World Champion Steve Macklin. Steve Macklin big, it's big been lad. a it's been a good month for the Forgotten Sons. Steve Macklin becoming World Champion. Let's forget about the third member. Yeah, Wesley yeah. Blake returning to WWE and the third member doing nothing. What is Wright get up to? He can't, know, be, just... he can't be doing much because I think the last time I saw it was in 2021, and he was wrestling it literally in front of eight people. Yeah, I saw that too. Lots of lots of conventions and rallies going on at the moment. Yeah, fuck yes, there is the, the elections next year. Elections next year, there you go. He'll be a busy boy. Outside, uh, he, he literally in New York. He'll be a, he'll be a very busy. He'll be a proud boy. That's what he'll be. <laughs> a proud boy. I think he's coming over here next week, and my mate works at Trump Tunbury and has to meet him. What? Who is? Donald Trump. He's coming to the UK? He's coming to Scotland. He's oh, he's coming to Scotland, of course. Yeah. Well, he's coming to the UK, but he's got all the golf courses in Scotland. So I, thought, uh, I thought you meant Jackson, right? <laughs> yeah, big, big Jackson. No, um, Jackson's mate, Trump, is coming to the UK next week. And WWE Hall of Famer, Donald Trump. Yes. WWE Hall of Famer in the UK. Um, and my mate's got to uh, meet him because she works at Trump Turnberry in air. I oh. thought he was being arrested. Yeah, he's he's uh, currently going under court issues, and he's but he's popping over just for a just couple of days golf. Well, it's, yeah. it works sometimes. You remember when Kane was under house arrest in two thousand three, but he could come to work. Yes, same thing. Same mm. same concept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, um, hey, I tell you what's almost as wild as that. Marty Jannetty. Yes, I mean, have you ever been to Marty Jannetty's Facebook? I mm, have. That figures insane. Feels like a creepy pasta. Yes. Uh, it's horrible. Yeah. Mm. I mean, but Less said about I mean, <laughs> some of the things just how Marty Jannetty really. Why do you think you're talking about that? <laughs> <laughs> not sure. He's, just, he's um, in that big water bottle again. I'm yeah, I'm imagine I'm thinking about sucking on that big water bottle when I get back upstairs. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of sucking on things, Marty Jannetty really does talk about how many women's he's been with. He does quite a <laughs> lot. <laughs> That's really his Twitter going five women this week, seven women the next, 89 the week after. And then he was like, loads of them. I, I had to make one try and force me to choose between her. Or the three others. So I chose the three others. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Marty, you're and, not. And then, and then in 2021, he allegedly admitted to a murder where he just admitted to effectively murdering a homosexual. And you were just like, right. Then the police investigated it. And Marty was like, no, no, it was, it was kayfabe, brother. I didn't it was for a wrestling character I'm working on. Yeah. You know, that famous wrestling trope of murdering <laughs> somebody for their sexual preference. It was like, right. It's He's an odd, odd man. I mean, he was odd. Like, he would have got a Dark Side of the Ring episode. Oh, well, anyway. The, this mm. is the story, right? So, Marty Jannetty is going to get a Dark Side of the Ring episode, and it's believed to be, in quotes, completely nuts. <laughs> um, but he probably would have been on anyway just because of his bad boy attitude with Sean. Mm. And, but he's just gone mad in recent years. Absolutely mad. I wonder whether the episode will just be... They'll just put a camera on him tell some stories. Yeah. I would Seven hours long. That. I'd enjoy that, actually. I think that'd be quite interesting to see just his descent into madness of him telling them and reenacting the stories. But imagine being the interviewers by having to spend like four hours of Mark Gennetti. 
That's a tough job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no thanks. I mean, you know, I'll take brain surgery, thanks. Um, also, a big click on coldholic.com. Is it an old face from the golden era possibly doing some stuff with AEW? Yeah, so um, he, he won't be doing anything with AEW, but Jim Johnson, the guy who basically created all these iconic WWE themes, worked with him for God knows how long mm. WWE. But he offered to do entrance music for AEW, and probably could work out AEW either left him on red or just said, no, thank you. Oh. So, I mean, they have got Mikey Ruckus, who's like their in-house entrance music man. And he's yeah. brilliant. He's good. And he's really good. But, Jim, but like, we put this out, and everyone was like, yes, AEW should get Jim, Jim Johnson in right now. And everyone just kept clicking on it. I mean, it did, did bigger numbers than CM Punk. <laughs> Jim Johnson's a draw. I think AEW is stupid not to, to at least consult him. And it's just bring him in for, like... I imagine, yeah. yeah, just being able to have, like, Mikey Ruckus and Jim Johnson working on stuff. You've got, like... The, the two best at making music for, mm. for wrestling right now, why wouldn't you? Like, two very different decades of music Yeah, as but well. you could think of the, the, the music he could do for some of the legends they like bringing in. Mm. You, could, you could get a very similar vibe to what he gave them 30-odd years ago. That's true. Um, I mean, obviously, they're probably quite happy with Mikey Ruckus and don't want to go, yeah, we're going to bring in someone new mm. when they've got someone as good as, as him. But yeah. Yeah, they should have at least replied. But, like, like Vince McMahon's things, why pay two men when you can pay one? Exactly, <laughs> there is that. That's why he doesn't like tag team wrestling. I know, yeah, he doesn't want to pay two people. <laughs> it's like, for fuck's sake. Uh, the, the final weird and wacky story from coldholic.com, it bookends nicely because we started talking about WrestleMania. We will end talking about WrestleMania. I know we came to the end of that WrestleMania segment and went, lads, you missed out a really important part of night too. Don't worry, we're about to talk about it. Yes, so... <laughs> yeah. um, the Miz, of course, wrestles on night one. He has an impromptu match with... Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, I almost forgot who it was. Yep. And he gets clotheslined by George Kittle, who is a tight end for the San Francisco 49ers. Massive wrestling fan uh, as well. Massive wrestling fan, but I mean, I didn't really care because he's American, but yep. it was like, I mean, I do like the NFL, but <laughs> I, I didn't care to see him in the wrestling. No. Um, but here we are, we're thinking, okay, Miz is going to wrestle again. I, mean, I don't even know who we thought he was going to wrestle, but... Bobby Lashley, we were thinking on stream, we were going, it's mm. going to be Bobby or LA Knight. Or, yes, those, those are the only choices. Just... And then it was... Here comes the money. <laughs> Here and then comes it, the money. Money, 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 money. Dollar, 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 dollar. We're going, what the? <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it We all just watch it to start again laughing. We're like, because yeah. bear in mind, Shane McMahon left WWE in the, after the 2022 Royal Rumble because apparently he, he just pissed off everybody <laughs> yeah. backstage and so much heat. Vince is like, we just got to get rid of you. You got to go, mate. And then there he was. Like, there wasn't even like any rumors or anything that he was coming back. He was just suddenly there, get to the ring, the, be the best pure striker in WWE history, has this impromptu <laughs> match with the Miz, starts throwing the digs, and then he, and then Miz, he just runs off the rope. Shane does a leapfrog, and then it immediately collapses <laughs> to the mat. It is the best thing I've ever seen. I literally better. got up ah! just wrestling, is, wrestling, laughing. As he's doing the leapfrog, Michael Cole goes, Shane McMahon, the best in the world. He's still got it. And then he and immediately collapses. Fucking <laughs> like, like, he's sitting there going, he just there, <laughs> he's just there sprawled on the floor. As the camera's like keeping off him, and Miz has just been like, Oh, uh, <laughs> the, the fuck that! <laughs> now I'm just sat there, absolutely just we've put just our, dying. Uh, I mean, like you've got your live reactions up, haven't you? Because live, so we put it on on TikTok and YouTube Shorts the re our reaction to that moment of Shane coming out, and it's just Adam being like, <gasps> oh, oh, and then <laughs> just laughing my head off. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and then. <laughs> 
I think I think you're going the best pure striker. <laughs> he's the best pure striker in all of WWE. Oh, and he's he's, dead. he's done a Vince. <laughs> he's, he's done his dad. <laughs> he's done his dad. Adam screaming. He's done his dad. <laughs> it's uh, it's incredible. Genuinely, some of the, the best. It's one of the best WrestleMania moments. Yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> that's not an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> and then it's bad enough that Shane returns, tears his quad on a leapfrog, like the first bit of action in the match. But Snoop Dogg then ad libs, punches the Miz, and hits a people's elbow. Yeah, the, the, the best people's elbow in history. He got some bloody hate when he went, <laughs> he off, went and all then the way beats up. Beats the Miz. Like, I think, okay, we do, one thing that in all of this story, we do need to give props and flowers to Jessica Carr, who was the official who was there, who I believe was helping with Snoop directing traffic to get that segment together. Because it got the camera one going, punch him. Yeah, Yeah. you can see the camera one in in one shot, and then Jess takes over, and probably when they go... Shit, we can see the cameraman be like, punch gone. Yeah. <laughs> Miz, though, as soon as he hits the people elbow, you can go, Penny! And you hear him go, Pen! <laughs> and then Snoop, does, yeah. yeah, Snoop pins him, and then it's like, Miz, in a whim, being like, I'm putting over Snoop Dogg. Like, he's props to him, one of the best. He's amazing. He's, he yeah. hasn't won on TV in about five months. It's <laughs> if not longer. If not longer. The second Shane McMahon versus Miz match we've seen at WrestleMania. Which, which is, is bonkers because the first Arguably one arguably the best one Shane won the first one <laughs> yeah I, can't, I mean Miz was a baby face at the time the only yeah. thing I remember is Miz's dad George Mazanin getting in the ring and just, yeah just giving a you think of all the stuff that they did in that match as well like the suplex off the stage and all of this yeah. stuff and then this dad. one fucking leapfrog yeah. leapfrog <laughs> pops his quad and he's he's had surgery since and he's now back in training so he was saying that he won't pop up at Wrestlemania 40 and tail the other same one same spot just to, to run it back yeah. what, a, what, a, what a way to end this, end this podcast talking about two stars one being classed as the best in the world who did themselves an injury doing something really basic and the other being CM Punk we're back next month uh, for the roundup of May who knows what May will bring we've got backlash on the horizon uh, money in the bank on the approach that'll be Night of Champions Night will also champions. happen before you've done the next episode Double or Nothing Double maybe? or Nothing will also have happened because that's the same night as Night of Champions yeah, All In may have sold out by then so oh, we, may have, yeah. we may have CM Punk back by then Jack Atkins will have thought WWE still knows best by that <laughs> yes, <boss>. yes. <laughs> we will find out together as we go along the journey uh, and uh, to catch up on uh, everything going on online he is at the Fraser Porter on Twitter he is at Aiden Gibbons on Twitter I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter so Gala, we're at God Holling on Twitter don't forget to join us dripping wet see you next time love you bye (laughs) off the glugby water bottle lad hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 